This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you'd like to hear more information about what you hear during our show today, for callers in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva number is 262-729-4128. For callers in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Or feel free to reach out to us on our website, www.kramerinvestmentservices.com, spelled K-R-A-M-E-R. While on our website, feel free to check out the last couple of podcast shows that we've had by clicking on the Media Library and Radio tabs. For For subscribers to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you can view all of our past shows. Feel free to reach out to us. We're here to help. So our topic today is going to be about stock investing. You know, there's a lot that goes into it today more than ever. Investors, uh, individuals in this country are investing in stocks at at a greater pace than we've ever seen before. So I'm going to kind of go over just a a brief Q&A. What is a stock? We're going to go into the different types of stocks. How do you choose stocks in this investment world? How do you find the undervalued stocks? And there's a number of things we're going to go over this as to how to incorporate this into your overall financial plan. Are stocks suitable for you? Are they not suitable for you or somewhere in between? But before we go into that, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you oh, doing? I'm doing today? great. Thanks for asking. And uh, well, Jim, it's been a crazy busy week for me, and I know you've been busy as well. Um, but it's good to be here. And this is a great topic, especially right now. I mean, you know, if you look at the stock market since its inception, uh, there's been some big dips and there's been some crashes, uh, but overall over time, it's just went up and up and up and up, uh, stock market has increased. It's, uh, and, uh, that's, that's a good thing for investors and that's a good thing for the stock market. Uh, but I think, you know, people need to uh, understand that um, you can suffer great losses as well. So you have to make sure that you have a solid plan. And I think balance is a key, too. And I know you're going to talk about that some, but I'm fascinated. I'm interested. Yeah. As far as uh, when to buy and uh, who should be in stocks and uh, what they are and how they work. This is a good one. Uh, how have you been, though? Are you you're keeping busy, aren't you? Yeah, it was really a nice weekend. We had a beautiful hol- a Halloween weekend. 
Uh, it was nice to see the trick-or-treaters, although I kind of neglected the um, candy bowl. We just put it out in the front while me and a bunch of people were sitting in the back. And all of a sudden, I go around to the front to see that they've taken all of the candy oh, and we didn't no. have enough. <laughs> yes, the honor system was not no. followed because yeah. we wrote down, take no more than two candies. And uh, uh one of our family members noted that, yeah, one kid said, no, I'm not going to take two candies and took a bunch of it. And I, I said to this person, well, why didn't you say something to him? I didn't, I don't really care. So, all right. So that's what happened. We had, we had, a, it was a beautiful weekend and we sat outside on Halloween too. We actually had, we had a table set up at the end of the driveway and, and uh, like four of us neighbors put our four bowls across and, uh, and, um, but we sat kind of just up the driveway in the driveway with a fire going and a, one of those portable patio heaters and chairs, and then behind us, a table full of, of food and beverages for us. And we'd watch the trick or treaters. So we were only a few feet away and we said, uh, take one each. And then later in the night when there was more candy left, we said, take two each. And so we were able to watch and most of them had parents with them. So the, it worked, but had we just left them there and went inside or out back? <laughs> I'll, I'll never do no, that again. No, they'll be gone. I mean, I mean, trick-or-treating was only for two hours in our neighborhood. And by the end of the first hour, we were out oh, of candy. No. So, yeah, I mean, it was fun. We had, it was really a nice, um, uh, nice sure. day. And, um, that's one thing I won't do again. I'll have it closer, sort <laughs> yeah. of like what, how you guys yeah. did it. Yeah, I mean, we sat in the driveway out front and uh, just had to put a little metal fire pit out there because, you know, we talked about doing what you did and we we knew that, you know, uh, you could lose the candy in the first 10 minutes, but um, exactly. you never know. So, uh, okay, stock market, uh, the stock market, uh, like the candy in your Halloween bowl, uh, our money in the stock market can be there one minute and not be there the next, I guess. And that's what people are afraid of. Precisely. But, uh, but I think uh, timing is is a big one. And, um, you know, I, I just think uh, I always hear something. I want to ask you to get us started. I always hear that people end up buying high and selling low. So I guess emotions come into this, too, don't they? Yes, they do. It's a very much an emotional investment. I mean, this is your lifetime savings. And so we tend to get in when we feel good about things. Like right now, the market's up. People are feeling predominantly pretty good about the stock market. And then when things go awry, we tend to think we can time the market. Like, oh, let's get out. That was a bad time. And and then we don't know when to get back in again. And historically, we see time and time again, investors underperform the overall stock market. Now, the S&P 500, which is our quote unquote, our benchmark of stocks in the United States. Um, we're looking at it in the year 2021 and up through today, the S&P 500 is up 24% for the year, up 24%. So it's another tremendous year in addition to what happened last year. Over the last five years, the S&P 500 has averaged 19% per year. Now it hasn't been a consistent ride at all, but that's a tremendous five-year stretch. And historically speaking, that's as good as it gets. But I think a lot of investors are assuming that this is the way it is. In fact, if the stock has a bad month like we did in the month of September, it's amazing to me how much um, people all of a sudden turn pessimistic, only to turn positive or optimistic as soon as things are going good. It's a very much an emotional 
investment and the emotions drive uh, the market to a large degree. Well, yeah, emotions, you can't let your emotions dictate your finance. And so that's where you come in, though. I mean, if you're working with a trusted financial services professional like yourself, uh, you can defer to them. Hey, you know, is now a good time or I'd, I'm thinking about making this move. Uh, you really need a plan in place so you don't have to worry about even making those financial decisions. Yes, thank you, Tony. And that's true. Um, you know, I, I help to take sort of the emotions out of it. And I'm all about doing proactive investment planning. There's a number of things that we want to do ahead of time before bad things happen. And it's not a question of if, it's when the markets are going to go down. We've just gone through an historic five-year, actually an historic 10-year uh, span in stock. So let's um, let's do a little bit of a backup here, though. Let's talk first off in general terms, what is a stock? Because if you're not somebody who's done a lot of investing and you're listening to this podcast, you hear about stocks and the person just really doesn't have much of an idea of what that, what does that mean? So in general terms, a stock, which is also known as an equity, is a security that represents ownership of a fraction of a corporation. Now, stocks can be publicly traded on the open markets like the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ, or it can be privately owned, where an individual owns all or a portion of a company. Now, a stock is a form of security, and the corporation issues stock to raise funds to operate their businesses. And there's two main types of stocks, common and preferred. And when we talk about stocks, we're traditionally talking about preferred about common stocks. Preferred stocks are a little bit different outside the scope of what we're going to talk about today. The vast majority of stocks in the United States are common. They're bought and sold on stock exchanges. And historically, this investment of common stock has outperformed all other types of investments, including real estate, over a number of decades. So it's a powerful tool to have in your investment arsenal, so to speak. The, how much should you have of it? It's not a matter of, well, if it's performed the best, then why not go all in? Well, we talk about points of time of entry and what's your stomach for the drama that exists because common stocks go through a bit of a roller coaster and it can affect your emotions. And there's other things that can come into play as when you're going to need the money, what's your tax situation. Uh, a number of things go into this before talking to an advisor, we can help to guide you as to how much should you have of stocks? What's the right type of stock that you should have? Well, yeah. What's the right type of stock? And that's a question. I mean, a lot of people nowadays think, well, maybe I can do it myself or I just work with a trader. But if you don't have an overall financial plan, I mean, what is that money for that you're putting into the stock market? I think is another very important question. Um, People are like, well, that's my savings. I just put it in there to, you know, hopefully grow more money. Well, uh, what is that for? Uh, you have to have a purpose for your money and you're probably going to need it in retirement, right? That's the key. And in, in an interest starved world, a lot of investors are going towards stocks. They're taking on more risk than what they normally would because they feel that there's not a lot of alternatives. So, you know, stocks have an important role to play, but it, it can be sort of like playing like fire, playing with fire. It can be a dangerous thing. So if you're not an expert, it is very important. Work with somebody who has a good idea of the markets, what's appropriate for you, given your yeah. circumstance. 
Now, there's there's really two types of stocks for investors. And if you listen to the business news, they always talk about growth stocks and value stocks. Well, those are the two main type of stocks that are out there. Uh, they're different in the style and the way in which they perform. But growth investors, people that are looking for growth stocks, look for strong earnings growth, while investors of value stocks seek stocks that appear to be undervalued in the marketplace, not necessarily poor earnings, but the price of their stocks tend to be higher in the growth world than in the value world. Whereas you, you look at both stocks, uh, a value stock investor, they're looking for a, a company that's in a strong, uh, that has strong earnings, good balance sheets, cash flow statements, but their price of their stock is way below what it should be given their financials. Whereas a growth stock, you look at the company, and a perfect example would be Tesla. For years, I looked at Tesla stocks. You know, tremendous earnings expectations as far as what the growth of it will be. When you look at the the financials of the company, based on the price of the stock, you're like, wow, this is way off whack. But every year, that company, the, everybody believes in its future, and so they keep investing in that stock, even though the results haven't been quite there. But there's a number of ways to look at growth stocks. Amazon has a price per share of over $3,000 per share. Oh, my goodness. $3,000 per share. But you look at their financials, and every bit do they justify that stock price. That's a growth stock. Their expectations of growth in the coming year and going forward are astronomical. Growth stock. Whereas a value stock, you know, we look at, okay, uh, potential growth in the future, but we look at their financials and we're thinking as long as they're not in an industry that's in decline, that, that stock is going to be worth a heck of a lot more over time. Over the ages, typically value investors win, but it's a patient approach. And over the last decade, by far, growth investors have done better. So it could be a change in dynamics today versus 20, 30, 40 years ago. But for me, I always look at good value investing and over the decades, looking at how that has performed over time, that can yield the best results. Looking for those strong financial A-rated companies that you know don't get quite the attention today. Perfect time to go in. We, we talk about when to enter into a market. Well, when to enter into a stock, I always look at what's their price. Are they undervalued given their financials? Are they in a good industry? What do they offer that is going to be meaningful for uh, consumers down the road. Those are the things that we look at, and those are the two different types of stocks. It shouldn't be a question of, should I choose growth stocks over value stocks? Sometimes it's about, hey, let's have it spread around to help minimize risk of loss, diversification, being in all of the different 11 sectors of the market. If we're looking for growth with some levels of protection in place, you want to do that. But if we're looking for high performance over time, you know, you could kind of look at either growth or value as to how it's going to work out for you, although value investors are going to have to be patient. And we also have to look at if we're if we're looking at uh, high performance, sometimes diversifying yourself doesn't work out quite so well. Taking some chances comes into play with that. Yeah, I mean, there's always risk when it comes. Anything you have in the market is at risk. So, uh, you know, you have to balance that out, right? I mean, you have to look at your big picture, what the money is for, when you're going to need it. Uh, timing is a huge part of it. Your time horizon. Explain that, the time horizon. 
Well, let's say you're a young investor, Tony. You're let's assume you're 30 years old. Let's let's go back a number of decades. <laughs> Wait, I'm just joking with you. Let's go back to when you're 30 years old, a young strapping I have no memory of that. man out of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you don't. All right, let's let's look at that. And let's say you've got about uh 30 years to retirement. And this is money you don't need because you have a nice job, Tony. Um, you're working with, uh, you know, people like me and you're co-hosting shows and you're doing well, you're doing very, very well. You don't need this money anytime. <laughs> All soon. Right. So now we're going to focus on decades of investing and it gives you a lot more choices as to how to invest. You can be a patient investor and you can weather those dips of the market. So taking on risk would tend to work for you, although maybe you don't quite have that mentality. Based on your risk tolerance, we need to be a little more cautious. Last thing we want is for you to cash out at the wrong time. Now, you take, on the other hand, somebody with a short time duration. They got one year to retirement, and they've built up a decent nest egg. So we have to look more defensively with our portfolio as opposed to offensively. So putting in more defensive parameters, you know, should they have more money in bonds? Should we look to annuities? How much do they have in cash for emergency purposes? And then we get into a whole bunch of other dynamics, tax planning. How will their taxes uh, affect them in retirement? So those are the different things that we look at and making sure that we put it, your money in the right types of investments, given your risk tolerance. And like you mentioned, time horizon, very, yeah. very important. Yeah. And I, I think that is, that is huge. So uh, what else do we need to know about stocks and investing? Well, so how do we choose a stock? You know, when do we go in? It's never a perfect answer. When's the perfect time to put your money into the stock market? But a helpful tool, this is one of the things I learned years ago of investing and looking at for quality stocks is to, um, if you have access to software, if you subscribe to an E-Trade or a a TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, they have tools today that they didn't have, say, uh, 10, 20 years ago. What you do is you look for industries that are underperforming, as long as it's not an industry that's in decline. If that's the case, then that's not a good sign. But if it's an industry that everybody's going to need, for example, uh, telecommunications, God knows that's an industry that we all need. We don't need it just some of the time. We need it all the time. It's a good defensive industry. Even when times are bad, people need access to their TVs. They need access to their phones, especially their phones nowadays. And we can look at uh, over the, the month of October, the telecommunications industry, their stocks were down almost 2%. Whereas in other industries like energy, that was up over 11%. And all of the other um, sectors of the economy saw good stock market growth. And over the last year, uh, telecommunications has been the underperformer, clearly compared to all of the other industries so, or the sector. So what a good investor who has time on their hands, let's go back to when you're a young 30-year-old individual looking for good investments. How do we, how do we find inequities or um, uh, instabilities of where people have kind of missed out a little bit in the stock market? Well, one of the best uh, right now, telecommunications stocks is Comcast. Now, they're a cable yep. internet firm, and they're four-star rated by my research firm, sure. Morningstar. And if I can look at their performance year-to-date, it's flat. It has not grown year-to-date, 
But if you look at it over the long haul, it's averaged a good 12% going back some 15 years. They've out, outperformed the telecommunications industry with their stock. And right now it's priced at around $51 a share. Whereas my research says, based on their financials, being a very strong company, they should be priced over $60 a share. So if I'm looking at that as a value-driven investor, this is a value stock. This is a good one to get into right now. And then be patient because what goes around comes around because eventually the, communi- the telecommunications sector is going to become more in favor. You know, We follow the mutual fund companies. They tend to drive the market. And when they leave the telecommunications industry, Perfect time to go in to the telecommunications <laughs> yeah. industry. Do the opposite of what the typical investor is doing, which is following those the money flow of the market. If you're a contrarian looking for value, that's the way you want to do that. But there's a number of other ways in which to look for quality stocks in this uh, yeah. investment world. And I want to note that you're not recommending specific stocks and giving specific stock advice on the show today. You're talking in generalities and using examples. So, uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. Cause you're right. I am not going to everybody saying this yeah, is the stock not, you want to buy. Not I don't saying, know your we're situation. We're not saying buy Amazon and we're not saying don't buy Amazon. We're just giving you examples, uh, because in order to help you make those decisions, you'd need to meet in person and talk about it and look at your personal situation because everybody's situation is different with how many, you, how much money you have to invest, how much money you have saved, things like that. So it's, it's important. Now, and it's also important uh, to note, people might think, well, I don't play around in the stock market. The show isn't really for me. Do you have a 401k or an IRA? Because you're in the stock market, right? Yes, exactly. So you need to understand uh, what's happening with your money. And if all your retirement is tied up or the majority of it, and it's going to be your 401k at work or 401ks plural or your spouse's 401k and yours, you need to look at that and uh, know what's going on and talk to your financial advisor about it. Correct. And also, if you're a younger investor, you're in a 401k, they have representatives that are available to you. They typically will not reach out to you. But if you um, uh, call them or if they're in your office, occasionally they'll come in. You know, take advantage of that and pick their brain. Ask them, you know, where should I invest given the choices that we have within our 401k? They're typically... Mutual funds, we te- we don't technically call them mutual funds. They're sub-accounts because they don't actually trade on the New York Stock Exchange. But they can give you a good idea given your time horizon, your risk tolerance, and other things that you're going to be in need of. And they can help to put you in the right spot. But you're right. I wanted to give out an example. It's definitely not a, a, a mad money show where I'm talking specific <laughs> about stocks and this is what we should do. But wait, Everybody throw Jim your Kramer. money into Comcast. This isn't mad money? I'm the I'm the other Jim Kramer, and I you know I get teased about this all the time, Tony. So there's nothing I haven't heard over well, the yeah, last so decade. So that means I have to tease um, you about it too. Yeah, do too. Yeah, I mean, you we have too. to. Br- yes, I, I we don't bring that right. up on the show. And what so, are we going to talk about? I mean, I your name know. is Jim Kramer, and you're talking it. about stocks. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got to go there at some point, right? So, well, I that's think- right. And the last thing, let's the last thing I just want to bring up here is, you know, is there a good time to invest in stocks and not? And there is no perfect time to invest. Obviously, after the stock market crashes, when it does, that might be a perfect time for some investors, not all, 
who have different, you know, have a certain amount of money sitting off in the sidelines to bring it back in to the market. But for many, it's to get out there and start doing it. There is no perfect time, um, but you can't shy away. You know, some people are just very scared to go in. But sometimes when you talk to a planner, you realize you have to grow your money. And one of the best ways to grow it is through stocks. There's other investments that you need to sometimes incorporate to give your portfolio some balance. But stocks can be very, very powerful. And it's very important to work with somebody who knows what they're doing to help put you in the right types of stocks and to keep on, you know, keep looking at it. Because sometimes we have to make trades when a stock all of a sudden falls out of favor or we need to go and move it into something else because there's more opportunity down the road. Right. And, and that's that's really important. Now, uh, this has been a great show. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? I know that you're offering a no charge consultation. There's no obligation to come in and talk to you about where they're at and uh, what investments they may need to look at and how they can have a plan in place, a solid written plan for their financial future. Right, Tony. So for callers in Wisconsin, feel free to give us a call at 262-729-4128. In Illinois, the number is 815-331-8096. We're here to help. Uh, we can schedule a, a Zoom meeting if you'd like to, or uh, just have a phone convos, uh, phone consultation. Or coming into my office, we can you know, really get into it as far as how we can help you here. Um, but also our website is available at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. All right. Well, what a great show. And that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, James Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.